That's a pretty bold statement. I surrender. And for each and every one of us in this space, that, that looks different. Pastor Justin said, what is that, that one thing that you surrender? Have you labeled it? Have, have you thought of, of that one, the one thing that, that is just holding you back? Completely submitting to Jesus. You know, there's a lot of amazing stories that we have heard just in this room alone. From the conversations that we've had to the prayers that we've had with, with different individuals. And we don't know what's going on. We may not know what's going on with the person next to us. The person sitting in front of us. We don't know the stories but everyone has a testimony, a story, a surrender moment. There's an album that a worship um, band came out with and it's called Old Church Basement. With the idea of just going back to that nostalgic feeling of what it was like to sing a song together, stripped back, the moment that you encountered Jesus. And, and I don't know what the old church basement is for you. Maybe your church didn't have a basement. And, and maybe for you, it's singing songs at camp around a fire, joining in prayer with your friends, confessing, submitting yourself to God. And, and maybe that's what it is for you. Maybe it's for you like me with my grandfather, singing hymns at home, understanding and knowing who Jesus was, coming to the point of knowing that I needed him in my life. So I don't know what the old church basement is. I don't know what it's like, but for you, but in this moment, during this time, we're gonna have some, some prayer time and it's different. But I challenge you to recall the moment you encountered God for the first time, that you realized in your brokenness that you needed Jesus? And have you fully given yourself to Him? You know, for myself, and I'll speak for myself, there's so many times I've, I've come to church and I've prayed for things for God to do in my life specifically leaving knowing that I didn't fully commit to God because there are certain things in my life that I still want to have control over. And we've been reading in the book of Acts of what it looked like when a group of people surrendered completely, gave it all up to God, and came with anticipation and excitement. When I think of the old church basement, I also think of uh, a church that I grew up in um, before I, I actually came to Forest Lake and we used to have this thing called Vigilia. And if you know what that is, you know that it is a season, a night of prayer. And I remember people at church talking about it in my family with excitement and anticipation as if it were some big a game night where we were about to have a lot of fun. But there was anticipation and excitement for what God was going to do in the lives of the people that were going to be there and the people that were going to be prayed for. Do you come to God with excitement and anticipation and full surrender of what He's going to do in your life? 
Jeremiah 17:9 says, "The human heart is the most deceitful of all things, and it is desperately wicked. The issue is the heart. We recognize that in ourselves, we need saving. And if we can't be honest with ourselves, then we can't let God completely in. And it starts with a yes, a yes. I surrender. I surrender to you, Jesus. David has this powerful prayer in the book of Psalm. And I'm going to read it to you really quick. It's it's Psalm 139:23 to 24. And this is the first challenge that I'm going to ask of you all. Here's the prayer. It says, "Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me." And know my anxious thoughts. See if there's anything offensive in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. That prayer takes a lot of courage because it's asking God to call you out. To search your heart on the things that you're hiding that you don't want to be open and vulnerable with. That's, that's a dangerous prayer. What we see in Acts as we've been studying and looking what it is, what happens when we come together as a group of people and we pray with anticipation and excitement. The Holy Spirit stirs the room. Things change. People are healed. I don't know if Pastor Mark, he had said it earlier. Maybe we've associated the things that happen in Acts with just the book of Acts. We don't anticipate God to do those things in our life today. But our God is a God that heals. He's a God that saves. He restores. He takes away pain. But it starts with a yes. It starts with a surrender. I put a question out uh, on Instagram this week just saying, how can we pray for you? Some of the things that were, were brought up were anxiety, physical pain, for God to be more visible in my life. These are things that people in this room are actually struggling with right now. And so we're going to have a season of prayer and Pastor Julie's going to come up here in just a moment and she's going to walk us through this prayer time together. But before that, the challenge that I want to give to you all is to pray the prayer. And we're going to leave that prayer up on the screen during this moment and give you guys time to, if you so choose to and are daring to pray this prayer, so search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's anything offensive, offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Craig Rochelle says this about prayer. When we're seeking to communicate with God in a real vulnerable and intimate prayer, he's not wrapping us up in a bubble of spiritual safety. Instead, he bursts our, our bubble of what's in it for me and invites us to trust him when we don't know what he will do next. Some days we feel blessed, other days we face challenges, opposition, and persecution. 
but every moment of dangerous prayer will be filled with his presence. That's the power of prayer. It's not always a guarantee of comfort and peace, but it's a journey. And we hope that we can start this journey today. Maybe you've never prayed in full surrender and saying, God, search me every corner of my heart and, and take, call me out on the things that I need to discuss with you. But we hope that in this time we can pray together as a community of believers with an excitement and anticipation to recall that moment where we encountered God for the first time and how vulnerable we were. So we're going to leave a little bit of time. We're going to leave these, this text up on the screen for you to pray that prayer and then to prepare for what's going to happen next. We don't know. We're open. We're leading and hoping that the Spirit leads in this space in the next few moments. But for this next few minutes or so, pray this prayer. Have your time with God and be open to what He wants to do in your life. Dear Father, God, we just want to surrender to you and, and actually just to come to you on our knees. And if, if you're comfortable, if you want to just get on your knees in this moment, there's something powerful about posture. When we do something with our body, it kind of helps our brain connect. Um, dear God, I just thank you that you are so trustworthy, that you love us so much, that you came that we would have life and have it to the full. And God, whatever's on our heart today, the things that we're worried about, the things that we're concerned about, we just put that before you and say, we surrender, God. All that we are, all that we have, even our attitudes, we trust you. You are perfect love. And God, we just give you this space. We release our agenda to you. The things that we feel like we wanna talk about, we want to hear what's on your heart. Thank you for being here and guiding us. Thank you for your spirit who speaks. We love you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So when I heard Pastor Mark's message and how he shared, we're going to spend a lot of time praying. I started thinking about that and looking at the book of Acts and thinking, well, Jesus, what do you want us to pray for? Because there are so many things, right? There's so many things that are on our hearts. There's so many things that we could say to God. There's so many things we could pray about here in Warehouse Community. But that's what started coming to my heart and it reminded me of a story you probably heard when you were little in 1 Samuel. And in 1 Samuel chapter three, there's a boy, right? His name is Samuel. And what happens? He hears a voice calling his name and it's God but he didn't know it's God. And God says, Samuel. And so he's running around trying to figure out what's happening. And the beginning of the story says, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. So it wasn't really common to hear from God. And then later on, God says, Samuel. He's confused, he doesn't know. Verse seven says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And sometimes we might be like, you know what? You might say, I'm one of those people that I don't really hear God speak to me like that. Like, yeah, that's that person over there, but that's not really me. You know, you might be able to relate to that. And maybe Samuel felt like that. 
Sorry, I don't know why I'm standing way over there. I think that's because that's where I came out. Um, but God doesn't just say, oh, too bad for Samuel. Like, I guess we won't be able to talk. God keeps calling. Verse 8, the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And, and then, later on, he stands in the room. He physically stands where Samuel is. And it's beautiful. But Samuel says something really deep. He says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so what we could have done is just say, hey, right now I want you to think about what's on your heart and pray about it. But what if we actually spent a few moments saying, God, what's on your heart? Does that excite you? Does it make you nervous? Is it scary? Here's the amazing thing. Whatever you're thinking about, what's on God's heart is so much better and it's so much bigger for you. Sometimes we're seeking an answer from God, but we're not even asking the right question. We're talking about this thing and God's like, I wanna talk to you about this thing. So I just wanna invite you, we've surrendered to Jesus. We've said, I trust you, Lord, to just take about a minute or two, just a silent prayer of listening. And if you haven't done that before, it's okay. If your mind wanders, it's okay. Just keep being like, okay, God, I'm trusting you at this time. But just to say to God, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And I invite you to just pray and say that prayer and say, God, is there anything that you want me to pray for today? Is there anything you want us to pray for? Maybe it's something personally. Maybe it's something for warehouse community. I don't know, maybe it's something in your life, but God, what's on your heart for us to pray for in this time? And just listen. And after that, we'll have a chance to kind of bring that together and to pray over it. But let's just come to him completely open. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. We'll just take the next minute or two and pray that prayer. you to keep resonating on that question but I think there's power when we share what's on what's God has put on our heart to pray for there's something that happens when I hear someone say hey this is what Jesus is telling me to pray for and there's something that comes together in a community and so we want to invite you to actually respond and 
so I believe the number is 94, 96, 94, 94,000. If there's anything coming to your heart as you're praying and listening and saying, this is what God is putting on my heart to pray for, I just invite you to text that to 94,000, 94, then three zeros. And I'm going to read them so that we know what to pray for today. That way we know we're praying about the right things. So I'm gonna open up my app and it's okay if you don't, oh yeah, text live prayer to 94,000. Um, and then you'll be able to text in what God is putting on your heart. And I'm already seeing them starting to come in. It's powerful. If you don't have anything come to your mind, that's okay. That might be because Jesus just wanted you to be still today, or it might be that he wants you to pray about someone else's prayer request. So don't feel that you have to, but if anything is coming to your heart, I just invite you to go ahead and text that in. And I wonder if we could just sing like one more line of that song, Pastor Justin, or whatever is on your heart, just as they're coming in, just as the text responses are coming in, um, just to maybe sing one more line. Again, text live prayer, live prayer to 94,000. Any prayer requests that God is putting on your heart, I'm starting to see them come in. If there's anything that he's laying on your heart, feel free to send that in. going to start reading them as they're coming in. Something. Um, one prayer request is for reconciliation with other church members and for peace. Amen. Another is continued peace in the storms of life that I will trust God in every season. Any other prayer requests? What is Jesus putting on your heart to pray for today? Text live prayer to 94,000. to invite us into a season of prayer and feel free to continue sharing with your group what that may be but I know there's a few themes that have come up and a few themes that I heard in what went out on on social media as well and so I just invite you um, to think about a couple different areas right now and there may be more that it's on your heart but one that one that's coming through is for peace Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It's what he supplies. We can ask it and claim it boldly. Another one is reconciliation. He's the reconciler. That's something that God would love to do. It's something that he can do right now. Another thing that came up was healing. And healing can mean a lot of different things. It could be physical. It could be emotional. So I'm just going to invite us um, right here in this section. And I'm putting you on the spot. But I'm going to ask these two guys right here. If you guys would lead out just a time of prayer, whoever feels moved to pray in this section for peace. 
If you need peace in your life right now, if you need peace in your family, if you need peace in your marriage, if you need peace in any area, I just invite you, if you two would just stand up, and then whoever comes, you can just make a circle right here in front, and we're going to pray for peace right over here. Then I'm going to ask if over in the back, who do I see back there? Somebody, I'm looking. I'm going to ask, I think I see Shelly. I'm not sure. Well, anyways, you can, you can organize yourselves. Um, but in the back, let's pray for reconciliation because that came up. And that may be your prayer request or it may just be heavy on your heart for this community, for this church family. If you feel moved to pray for reconciliation, I invite you to be there. Back there, we're going to pray for reconciliation. And the last one is going to be for healing. And I'm just going to invite Pastor Mark to lead out that little section right here. So we're going to have three different ones. If you feel moved to pray today for healing, emotionally, physically, spiritually, again, for yourself, for someone else, whatever it is on your heart, I invite you to come here. So at this time, I just invite you all to stand up. If you would, just stand up. And then wherever you feel most on your heart today, if you want to come and pray for peace, peace for yourself, peace for someone else, come over to the front and join this section. If you feel moved to pray for reconciliation, go to the back, right there in the back. We're going to be praying for reconciliation. And if you feel led that you want to pray for healing, actually that God wants you to pray for healing, come right up here. And we'll just take the next several minutes to pray together. Again, peace, reconciliation, healing. Go where God leads you. Let's pray.